Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking about something very near and dear to me, and that is online courses and coaching. The reason why it's near and dear to me is because I myself am a course creator. Um, I just finished my second year of the designer summer camp, uh, which is a brand and web design camp, um, and that went really, really well, and I've also released an evergreen version of that camp. So this is a topic that I get a lot of questions about that I wanted to take the time to really answer with nuance and detail and think really critically about, um, you know, as someone who's been on both sides of the coin, both creator and student of the courses, um, I wanted to share all of my thoughts. You know, are these actually worth it? Do they function the way they're meant to? And like, what are the benefits, consequences of them? Um, Regrets that I've made, um, mistakes that I've made, things that I would have done differently. And then also like how I went about choosing the one that's right for you, because I do have some really strong thoughts about that. Like a little disclaimer, like I always have in every single episode, um, these thoughts are just my honest opinions on them based on my own experience. Never in a million years would I want to discourage you from taking someone else's course or put other another course down or, you know, any sort of coaching down or a business practice. That's never my intention. Um, but I do have strong opinions on these things and it would be a disservice to you if I withheld them. Um, and so I'm going to share them. But as always, just take it with a grain of salt and always choose, you know, um, what's best for you, regardless of what I happen to say in this episode. But um, let's first off talk about courses and coaching. Um, So I have never really called myself a coach, but I do consider myself a mentor. I do offer mentorship calls to people and I've done them, you know, um, a little bit over the years. And I do like to consider myself you know, in some ways, um, like a coach, especially whenever I have like a long-standing relationship with certain students or with certain mentees. So I will say like, I, I can say I've been on both sides of both of these services of just like coaching or teaching. Um, and one thing I will say is like, I acknowledge that there is an overload right now of online courses. There's a million and one, especially, um, for creatives right now. Every single month, I see like a new creator like in the space or in the community um, drop something new and different offering. And a lot of these courses have overlap. And so I can understand how confusing it can be to choose between them, to know when's the right time. You know, if you really love a certain creator, does that mean it's going to translate well into their course? Um, so I want to talk a little bit first about courses. Um, I probably won't talk about coaching quite as much, to be honest, because like I do think I just know a bit more about about courses, um, but I first want to say that the question of if they're worth it or not is really up to you and um, what you're looking to get out of it. So what I mean by are they worth it is I think that every course does offer some value, um, but it's up to you to decide, you know, what is the value that you're looking to gain from it and also you know, what does it look like without the course? So whenever I'm evaluating whether or not I need a course for something, I evaluate, you know, is this something that I can learn myself? Like, is this something that I can go and self-teach? Yes or no. And if it's no, then that's typically like 
a clear sign, okay, I need a course and I should go look for one. But if the answer is yes, like I could teach this to myself theoretically, there are some trickle down questions you have to ask yourself. And one of those is, okay, would I be able to learn probably as well or to the extent or depth that I need teaching myself as much as I could in the course or in a course theoretically? Um, and if the question that you're asking yourself is not clearly answered or that you're hesitant, that's a good sign that maybe you should um, shop around for courses, look at what is out there and see and compare the curriculums between you know, those courses and then what you might be finding outside um, on, online and things. So after that question is asked, you can also ask yourself, do I have the time and the patience um, to do the self-starter, to, to self-teach and supplement to this course? And I would argue heavily that the major value in courses is that you you typically don't have the time and the resources to be doing all that by yourself. Um, and so the courses, the major value in it is that it saves you that time, that effort of trying to sift through information, trying to learn things on your own without guidance. So those are some of the main questions you have to ask yourself. Like, can I do this by myself? Yes or no. Do I want to do this by myself? Yes or no. Do I think I could do as good of a job learning this topic by myself? Yes or no. And do I have the time and the resources to do it myself versus, you know, doing it alongside someone um, in a more efficient and organized manner? So more often than not, I will say that typically the answer to those questions is yes. Like, I need a course. I want to learn. I want to do it efficiently. So then that does um, bring you to another set of questions of like, okay, what am I specifically looking to learn? Like it's, it's really dangerous, I think, to just have this broad subject and be like, oh, I want to learn like web design and be like, I'm going to just look for a web design course. There are, I can name at least a dozen off the top of my head, web design courses out there for you. Um, but they all kind of center and focus on different things. Some of them are on web design processes, like, you know, site mapping and UX UI and the actual um, nitty gritty of sections and things like that, the technical technical side. Some of them focus more on user experience and more on um, like visual interest and like design flair. And some of them focus actually like just on coding and development and um, just a little bit on design. So you have to really pinpoint with these areas or topics that you're trying to get better at or trying to learn, what is the specific thing, skill, and topic that I want to emerge out of this course being like an expert in. And that is really where the um, next topic or next portion of this podcast episode comes into play of like how to choose the right one for you. Um, the question of like, is it worth it slash is it the right one for you are intertwined because it'll be worth it to you if the answers that you're bringing to the table are being answered, right? It will be worth it for you if the skills that you sought out to learn and like you're willing to pay for end up being acquired by the end of the course. And all of that is contingent upon you choosing the course that covers those things specifically that you are looking for. So whenever I look for a course and I'm trying to choose between ones, I always take a look at the curriculum. I like to see, you know, boil down what are the specific topics that we're going to learn, what are the skills, programs, softwares, or um, terminology, like what is the exact 
material that's going to be offered to me. Um, and if a course is not offering that curriculum like publicly or on their landing page or on their sales page, I feel like it's totally appropriate to contact the course creator and be like, hey, I am, you know, surveying other courses. This is a skill that I'm really looking to learn. Is this covered or like what is being covered in your course? I also think it's important to, you know, settle, like sit on it, sit on the idea of the course that you're taking and let yourself make sure you're being sold by the actual course itself, by the content and not by the allure of like the creator or not by like the pizzazz of the marketing or um, by the excitement of everyone that you know joining in on the course because that's a regret that I had. Um, I joined a course that I wasn't really like that sold on. Um, I mean, I was excited by it. It just seemed really cool. But to be honest, like I didn't really need the course at the time that I bought it. I wasn't really in a position or stage of my career or my business where that was a necessary expense. But everyone that I knew was signing up. There was like marketing um, language that was like, you know, this is the last chance at this price. Like it's going to go up every year. You know, we're closing our doors, you know, this Sunday, you need to like run roll now. And so I felt the pressure. I was like, it's now or never. Maybe I'll regret signing up a year from now when it's like $200 more expensive. So I'll just do it now and I'll make myself ready. And that was a regret of mine because I didn't have my goal set out of like, what do I want to learn specifically? And I didn't cross reference that with the course curriculum. I wasn't ready to to enter into that course so I didn't really fully engage myself and commit to the course um, which is another thing like you know in order to be getting the value from a course you have to dedicate the time and the attention span and the effort that is required for learning something new and so if you are basing your decision to enroll for a, in a course based off of the deadlines that are given off by the creator or by like the marketing or if you're pressuring yourself to do something earlier than you anticipate or do something at a time when you just don't have the resources for it you are inevitably sabotaging yourself in that regard of just not setting yourself up for success from the get-go so um when you're looking at courses to choose make sure that you are filtering through kind of that surface level first reaction stuff of like, ooh, the pizzazz of the marketing and, you know, or I love this creator, I love this creator's work, therefore I want to be like them, I should take their course. It's it's more than that. Um, I kind of use this analogy of like stores, like you can like love a store, but that doesn't mean that you have to buy the first item that you see when you walk into the store, right? Like you go into the store and you survey, like you look around, um, maybe your budget right now is not right for like this item that you love, but maybe you can afford something that's on clearance, but just because it's on clearance doesn't mean that's what you wanted. Sometimes the item that you wanted is that more expensive item that you have to save for and you have to wait on it. Um... Sometimes you just walk into the store and there's nothing for you and that's fine. It doesn't mean that the store is bad. It doesn't mean that, you know, you can never shop there again. It just means that there's not something for you at this time. So that's how I feel about like content creators. That's how I feel about like designers that you admire um, or mentors that you admire. It's really difficult to not conflate, you know, their course quality or their teaching ability or their content with how much you love them or adore them or have a relationship with them. And I'll even say that with myself. Like, I feel like I have a very tight you know, relationship or close relationship with a lot of my community on Instagram, but I would not want anyone to necessarily sign up for my course, you know, expecting to emerge being like me. I want them to join the course that I created because they like my teaching style and they're like excited about the prospect of what I'm teaching and the way that I teach. So um, I think that it's important to 
just really sit on things and make sure you're making slow decisions when it comes to courses and not get wrapped up in all of that. So another thing that I wanted to mention when with regards to like picking a course that's right for you, obviously like I talked about the curriculum and the content, making sure that it's like matching up to all of those goals and those topics that you desperately want to learn about or acquire. Um, and I did mention, I know I just talked about like not conflating the creator with the course, but do take that into account. Like if you hate a store, it doesn't make sense to go into that store to then shop, right? It doesn't make a ton of sense, like with the hope that you'll be surprised or like everyone loves this one store. You don't really, you've never liked anything from it. It's just not your vibe. Why would you go in there and try and convince yourself that you might like something in there? It just doesn't make sense. So I, <laughs> I'm really killing this analogy. Um, so what I mean by that is like, don't conflate the creator and the course. So make sure that you're not just like buying a course because a creator that you like is making it. But also it does say something if you like vibe with a certain like course creator's energy or like their style of teaching. Um, if you can try and watch some of their like maybe cheaper workshops or they often have free workshops. A lot of courses will like have like a freebie workshop that you can watch as a sample. I offer one, I offer multiple. Um, check out their workshops. See if you like their teaching style. See if you like the way they explain things. See if the way that they explain things works for your brain just because there are different types of learners or different types of teachers too. So you can like kind of test out different creators and make sure that, you know, you are vibing with their teaching style because you're not just choosing the course itself you're obviously choosing the person that is leading it you're choosing like how they process and decide to um, sell and give and teach information so keeping that in mind too like if it's a course creator that you haven't really followed for very long but maybe you stumbled upon their um their course through an ad or through a friend's stories it probably is not the smartest idea, in my humble opinion, to sign up for that course immediately because you don't really know that creator. You don't have an attachment or familiarity or comfort level with like the way they teach, the way they talk, their views on things. And that can really ruin, I think, your course experience if you're not excited by the person that's teaching you. Um, I've done that before where I've like signed up for a course that everyone loved, but I just didn't know the creator that well. And then it turns out that I, the teaching style didn't mesh well with me. It didn't connect with the way that I like to learn. And that was a huge waste of money. I basically learned almost nothing from that course, um, which was, you know, really difficult for me when I was investing so much money at such an early stage in my career when I really didn't have like, you know, liquid funds to just be throwing around at courses. So that was a regret that I had too, was that I wasn't, you know, taking into consideration the teacher in addition. Um, you know, I know I reference college a lot, but one of the things that I learned very quickly in my like Princeton career was when I was choosing a class you had to look at the syllabus you look at the schedule you know how much how many hours a week is this um looking at like what books do I have to read what are the assignments like what's the what is the workload involved but I also always looked at the professor I looked at the reviews I like asked around um we had like a database on on campus and like brutally honest reviews of professors and I would always look at that database and make sure that the professor that I was choosing in addition to their syllabus and to the course content was um was desirable for me and so that's something that I recommend that you do for your course as well that you are considering taking is like look at the professor look at the syllabus and then look at the workload make sure that all of those things are lining up with um what's right for you and your preferences and 
if you are able to sync up all of those things and find someone that matches all of those qualities, I have no doubt that the course that you choose will not only be worth it for you, but will be very fruitful and be right for you. So I will rest my case on this topic um, and just talk a tiny, tiny bit about coaching. I will say that coaching is super similar um, to my views on courses. So when it comes to coaches, it's almost less important to think about um, the at like the content aspect or like the curriculum aspect and look more at the, the coach itself. But then when it comes to the coach, I think it's really important to not get blindsided by like metrics of success. One thing that I noticed when I was shopping around for courses and shopping around for coaches is that like income is used a lot as a metric of success or, you know, like this coach will um, publicize their students' earnings or like how much more money that they made after working with them. And all that, although that's like such an alluring thing and that's such a strong like marketing tactic, it's so important that you not use result-driven decision-making. I think that's really, really dangerous to enter into a coaching partnership with like money as your your North Star or to go in with like a specific results that you are looking for. I think it's always better to have kind of a desired outcome, but more so a desired like path or journey or a desired skill that you just want to strengthen. But having like numbers and metrics that are concrete or are measurable can often, I think... Oh, sorry. I don't know if you can hear that, like, screeching noise. Um, I know I say this in every single episode. New York-based. I can't help it. Um, But where was I? So, with regards to, like, coaching, I think it's just really dangerous to be like, I'm going to start coaching with this person because I want to double my income or I want to make 10K months. Because then what you're doing is you're kind of, like, you're kind of tying this person's presence in your business with profitability. And I don't ever think that that's super great to tie any external source to like your ability to make an income or your ability to make money. I think that everyone has the ability to kind of do the things they need to do without coaching, which I know might be a contentious and hot take, but coaching is meant to just make your life easier. It's supposed to like be a comfortable, um, more efficient and just supportive way of doing things that you might be able to do yourself or might be able to learn yourself. Coaching is meant to just be more of like a one-on-one kind of like almost therapeutic and, and, just supportive environment for you to get to where you want to be but I don't think it's right when a coach for you or for myself you know for anybody when a coach then becomes the limiting factor of like whether or not I'm able to continue my business you never want like a course or a coaching or a service to be the reason why you believe in yourself or like unable to do things um I think that courses and coaching and any external sort of support or educational service should be additive, um, but it shouldn't be like a necessity, if that makes sense. So my only caution to you whenever, or like my hot take when it comes to choosing the right coach for you, just making sure that you're not being like scared or pressured or bullied into any sort of service like that. Make sure that you are choosing to work with someone or to be coached by someone because you admire them because you think that you could be supported by them, because you think that their presence in your life will be fruitful, but it will not be necessarily like make or break. I think that's a really dangerous and unfortunate relationship to have with someone that doesn't work for you or work with you, that you have to pay a lot of money for their support. Um, I, I've just found that 
I get really nervous when I think that I have to pay someone to be in my corner. It does feel very scary. Like the minute I can't afford it, that support is gone and like what's going to happen to my business. So that's the only thing that I will say. I, I just want to push and I very rarely push any sort of ideology onto the listeners of the podcast. So, you know, if this is too pushy, like forgive me, but I just feel very strongly that, you know, nobody unnecessarily tie themselves to something that will put you in like a more precarious situation in the future under the guise or the illusion that it's helpful. So mini rant on coaching, sorry, we'll end that very soon. Um, The main takeaway I want you to take from this episode is that for both courses and coaching, just take your time, sit on it, make sure that it's something that you actually need. Um, not just something that you want or sounds good or it sounds like an easy fix to maybe a rut that you're going through. Really, really check on like, what is the skill? What is the topic? What is the area that I want support or education in? Is this service, is this coaching, is this course going to fulfill that need of mine? Yes or no? Do I like what's being offered? Does the environment seem like an environment that I will thrive in, that I will enjoy being in? And am I ready for it? Do I have the time for it? Is it an investment that is right for me um, based off of the resources required, the cost, the creator, the skills, the time, the workload? And ultimately, you know, am I going to be able to emerge from this course or from this coaching service feeling better about my business, feeling empowered? Or is it going to make me feel like I'm beholden to this external source now for the rest of my career? Um, So just taking those things into account, I think will help you make the right decision when it comes to whether or not to take a course and which one to pick. If you ever have a question about any of the things I talked about in here, a question about courses, a coach about coaching, anything of the sort or anything on this podcast, feel free to DM me at our Instagram profile, which is the Design Diaries podcast. Um, also feel free to follow me or DM me on my main account, which is 18 and Design. I love engaging with you guys. It makes my day. Um, if you enjoy this episode or have been enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean a ton to me. Um, and thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.